And welcome back to the South End Zone, brought to you by Belly Up Sports. I'm your host, Jason Bailey. I'm with Eric Mulher, as per the usual. Ali Pasarek is out this week as a reward for her trip to Disneyland. She was rewarded with the flu. So, shout out to Ali. Hope you feel better soon, girlfriend, and uh, yep. see you back next week, hopefully. But uh, win some, Eric, lose some. <laughs> you do, Eric. What's going on, man? It's been been, been like a week. Usual, usual stuff. I'm I'm gearing up for my uh, to start my lawn care routine. Uh, oh yes, for the spring. I think I might get the dep- weather dependent. Might get the first cut of the year in tomorrow, so I can start the you know insect killer, weed Ooh, killer, maybe get all the that stuff uh, watered in before I dethatch next month. I, I got the yes. whole got the whole schedule. <laughs> the first cut of the year. Got to get yep. the white. Le- got to get the white leather New Balances out. Get them polished up. I'm still in flip flops. <laughs> well, it's because you live where it's warm. Yeah, I, I, green toes is worth it to not have to resign myself to the dad shoes. Facts. Oh man. Well, speaking of dad shoes, man, I gotta say, with yeah, let's yell at some clouds. Uh, let's do with everything that's been going on in college football the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. I feel more and more like Clint Eastwood, you know, sitting on the yeah. porch, like scowling. looking over. Yeah. Scowling, looking over it with my cup of coffee. Like, ugh. that's sort of how I feel. Disgust. <laughs> it really is disgust and disdain. So what we're going to do today for the listeners, uh, if you have been living under a rock, the college football playoff committee has approved the new 12 team format for this year, at least the next couple of seasons. Uh, probably likely to change in 2026 again. But for now, it's going to be a 12-team format, five automatic bids, the five highest-ranking conference champions, and then seven at large. So that's what it's going to be this year and next year. So, (laughs) Eric, initial reactions. Because, I I mean, I... I try to like my mother taught me when I, you know, try to look at both sides of the equation, try to see it from other people's perspective or other perspectives. So I have my takes yep. and I've thought about them a lot, but I, I wanted to get your initial reaction to the five, seven format. What do you think about it? Okay. Strictly the format. Um, I hate it. <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've, we've talked 12 team pros and cons for a couple of years now, right? And there are some there are some aspects to having a 12-team playoff that I like, uh, that I think are good. I don't know that it outweighs the, what I view as the watering down of the regular season. All that is covered ground, right? Uh, this yeah. format specifically is, I, the auto bids is where I really draw the, you know, I've resigned myself to a 12-team playoff because it's it's been obvious it's coming. Um, but auto bids, you know, five auto bids when you have a power four conferences, meaning you're you're going to shoehorn a group of five team in there every year. Um, and even as far as the power four conferences go, like we've had two and three lost conference champions within the last couple of years. You know, Utah won back-to-back Pac-12 titles going nine and three. Yeah. Uh, Pitt won the ACC going 10 and two uh, Kansas state lost at least two games uh, last year, right? Not this past season year before. So the idea that, you know, you can have a two loss team getting a buy um, 
because that's how we just decided to set it up. Uh, you know, and, and looking at some of these conferences, like it's, it's hard to convince yourself that you're going to have, that you're going to be able to, you know, win, you know, go 11 and one in the sec Mm -hmm. with the teams that are in there now, or the big 10 for that matter, right. With the four they added. So you're going to end up with two lost teams getting, getting a buy, um, and other two lost teams having to play a home game. Uh, I think the, the talk surrounding what this means for Notre Dame is really weird because that's been obvious for two years. You know, it's, it's, there, there's a lot of pushback on, well, Notre Dame has no right to complain because they could have joined a conference anytime, blah, 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 blah. I have yet to see someone, you know, a Notre Dame fan or writer or anyone associated with that program or fan base complain about the format that they don't need that they're ineligible for a buy. You know, they're okay. Yeah, we're cool. They view it as an advantage still not having to play a conference championship game. Uh, and I think they're right. So, uh, auto bids need, if it's got to be 12, then just give me the 12. Give me the top 12. Like you already rank one through 25 every week for half the season. So just give me those 12 and then, then let's do this. Yeah. I, I, I look at it like this, like obviously a 12 team playoff. We've resigned ourselves to that fact that it's, it's here. It's coming, mm-hmm. whatever. Fine. Yeah, and there's some aspects of it that I'm going to thoroughly enjoy. But overall, I I don't know if 12 is the right number. But Uh, yeah, the 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 games, all of the the stuff that happens on the field, we will thoroughly enjoy, no doubt. I mean, that if you're talking about Oregon versus Texas in December, yeah, like in, uh, in, in a game that matters, like that, that's awesome. Yeah. So that that's one like the only positive thing that I can take away from this is like what happens on the field, I think will be fine. Right. But, Cause you're going to get on campus games. And in theory, uh, you're not going to have these big late season matchups with so many opt outs. Right. So that's an ancillary benefit of, you know, these, the expansion, but I do agree with you that I think it does further devalue the regular season, because if you have say, an Ohio State Michigan game where it's yep. one where it's say two versus four. That game does not matter because both of them will be in the playoffs anyway. And so what's that game for? Bragging rights? Cause they might face yeah. each other again. You know, and you know? and a lot of those games bragging rights is enough, right? That's one where they're still gonna uh they, they still want to win that particular game, but they're you know like this year, uh, Penn State and Ohio State played toward, or uh, I'm sorry, Penn State and Michigan played, I think, two weeks before that game, right? So week 11, late season. Um, Penn State had one loss. Michigan had none. They're both like on track for a playoff spot, but, you know, in a 12 team format, regardless of that outcome. But you almost wonder if, it devalues getting to the conference championship game. If you already punched your ticket. Right. And that's, that's kind of my thing. It's like, do you want to put yourself in that position? You know, you're sitting there at nine and two. And if you win, you got to go to the conference championship and play an extra game, but you're already ranked number five. Right. And you don't get some team, you know, some pushover from the West anymore either. Yeah. 
No, you get whoever the second best team is, so or the best team. So it it I don't know. It's just a weird dynamic, but I I kind of wanted to touch on what you said about shoehorning shoehorning a group of five team in there. That mm-hmm. uh, to me with this format, I'm fine with the power four conferences getting automatic bids. You know, the the conference champions getting an automatic bid. Fine, you won the conference, you get an automatic bid. Whatever. That doesn't guarantee that you're going to have a first round buy, but you are in. However, sticking a, and I'm going to use this year as an example, a 13 and 0 Liberty team at number 12, just because they have to be in the top 12. Because we got to pick someone. Yeah. Yeah. That to me is a complete and utter joke. It's a disservice to whoever you rank 13 and 14 and whoever the fact that you're just going to put a group of five team in there because they have to be in there. I I think like everybody said, Oh, well, a bigger playoff makes it more legitimate, makes the champion more legitimate. Well, not when you have to include a group of five team just because like that makes it completely illegitimate to me, even though it's 10% of the equation. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I don't, you know, if you get, uh, you know, co- coastal, right? My boys up there in in Myrtle Beach, right? If they're one of the twelve best teams in the country, then put their asses in the playoff. Yeah. Uh, if they're not, and they just happen to go uh, eleven and two and win the Sun Belt, and you know, uh, Tulane or whoever falters in their conference championship game, and, uh, that doesn't make you one of the twelve best teams. It doesn't mean you have a legitimate chance to to make a playoff run. You could, I guess, in theory, um, you know, maybe you can get hot and you win a game. But the, you know, a, a twelve seed is not winning the 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 national title. They're not. They're not going to go out there and win four games against those type teams. Um, so, the, no, that and that's something I wanted to bring and, up. And as far like, as like the automatic bids, I guess if you want to tell me. Um, the Power Four Conference champions get the automatic bid, right? They get a spot. Cool. But giving them an automatic buy is a problem for me. Yeah, now, that, now I have not read that that is part of the equation. My understanding is just that they get an automatic bid, but they don't get an automatic first-round buy. The I buy, believe, from what I've I read, could, that the... the the four highest ranked conference championships get can't conference champions get the first round by. Hmm. Well, if that's the case, then yeah, the, the rankings matter even less than <laughs> like that. To me, that's just, I don't know why you would have rankings at that yeah. point. Because and I actually yeah. misread it when the, when the reports came, you know, started coming out the other day, I, they were, I guess they were vague enough and I just sort of filled in the blanks myself. And I read it as, the top five seats are automatic bits, right? Which is, and that really, you know, got my neck hairs up because I was like, you're telling me that, you know, you're going to give Liberty a home game against like, you know, Old Miss or Penn State <laughs> or someone, right? They're going to get demolished. And, but yeah. So it's, they just get the automatic spot. Um, they don't get ranked one through five to four. Buys are reserved for the four highest ranking conference champions, which is going to be the power four. 
Wow. Yeah, I don't, uh, I, I basically don't really agree with anything they did. And it would be nice. I mean, I, well, and, gonna- and it's, yeah, as much as it sucks to say, I, I am reasonably certain that like three years from now, we're going to look back and say, God, you know, we didn't like that five, five and seven format at the time, but that was, you know, in a 12 team playoff, that was way better than this because I think it's only going to get worse. <laughs> because it, it very well may. They, they uh, just the have- ink has barely dried on the tweets reporting that this format got approved before. Hey, you know, we're talking about maybe a 14 team model where certain conferences get multiple auto bids and yeah. which like, does the sec need multiple auto bids? Uh, they don't, right? Because if you're the second best team in the SEC, there's like zero chance you're not going to be in the field. Yeah. I, if I was a conference commissioner, obviously I would want as many auto bids as I could gather. But I understand from the other side of it that, yeah, they they don't really need it because this year four SEC teams would have been in the playoffs. You know, Right. And I think it's more, uh, but I guess they can't based on the fact that the second best guarantee that every year, you know, you no, they can't, but you can just about guarantee every year that the second best big 10 champ, especially given what that conference looks like now, right. Or the, the second best, I'm not big 10 champ, second best big 10 team, second best sec team, given those lineups, they're going to be in the top 12 which makes me think they're not going to stop at two auto bids for those conferences. They're going to want more so that, you know, a 10 and two Missouri team that is not the second best team in the sec doesn't have to sweat it out. Right. They probably get in, but maybe not. Right. And they, I think they are going to want more than two uh, each. Well, if I had to guess by 2026, we're going to be in a situation where like Dennis Dodd said a few weeks ago on the show, where it's the big two, they're going to have their own playoff. They might. Everybody else will be playing for second best. And I feel like that's the direction it's going. And so, and Greg Sankey has come out and said, we could stage our own playoff if we had to. Um, I mean, would it be that big of, like, would it be that bad of a deal if they did? No, I would enjoy watching it. No, so, just give me, give me the, the, the top four SEC and the top four Big Ten, seat them. Yeah, uh, let them have a playoff, and then yeah, give them- each give each conference two home games uh, yeah. for the quarterfinals, and then neutral site for semi and champion. Uh, you know, there there's there's a path for that that you can you can kind of dream up in your mind's eye and think, hey, that that makes sense, and that would be a good product. Um, I've kind of thought for a couple of years. I know I'm not alone. This is not like some original thought, but I would almost prefer giving the group of five like their own separate. Uh, yeah. I think it'd be a lot of fun to go watch like Boise and, you know, app state, right. Or Tor- Toledo and North Texas or whatever. Um, Absolutely. And it would give them a chance to win a national championship. <laughs> like they would have their own national championship yeah. to win. I mean, that's, that's something that they could strive for and it wouldn't just be some, Lame ass bowl game at the end of the year where you get the shit kicked out of you because you're playing LSU or whoever if you end up having an undefeated season. Right. Whatever. So like so like Western Kentucky. Yeah. 
Right. They have zero, a zero percent chance of winning a title. Yeah. As you know, as things currently stand, could they, you know, with, with the type of points they put up, right. Could they go on a heater and win three games and, and become the group of five champ? Yeah, absolutely. They could. No doubt. Um, so I, I think there would be some benefit to that. You would think that's something that the TV people, right. Cause this is all stemming from the TV people. Um, you would think that they would, would have seriously explored that by now because it's a whole different product you could package and sell. Um, yeah, I, I've pretend I've, I'm, I'm done trying to understand or pretend to understand what the TV executives want because they just don't seem, it seems to me. And I had this conversation with somebody the other day where they said no other sports entity in America operates like college football operates. And I'm like, why does it have to be like everything else? Why do we have to make this like the NFL or whatever? Why can't it be unique? Like the fact that we had rankings, excuse me, the fact that we had week to week rankings and a lot of that determines who plays where and such and such. That's what makes the sport great and unique. And it's like, we want to take all that away and just make it like, the NFL and like, if I wanted to watch the NFL, I would just watch the NFL. I'm not going to watch a college version of NFL with less talent on the field. Does that make sense? No, it does. Comparing to other sports, I, it's actually kind of interesting because you've got, you've got all these other, like major league baseball, for example, Um, they are, they are just clawing, uh, just scratching and clawing, trying to find ways to make their regular season more compelling and keep people interested the whole way through. Cause it is a, a, a slog of a season, right? It's five months. Yeah. Right. Which and, to be, which to be fair, I think a lot of the rule changes they did last year really helped like and the I, short, the shorter games and all the rule changes for sure. stolen, stolen right. bases uh, and all that. The, the NFL, every, every off field rule in the NFL, um, in terms of, you know, rostered staff practice, every rule the NFL has that's not like in game is centered around parity and making yeah. every team is basically as equal as they can. Like Roger Goodell's wet dream is to have every team be eight, eight and eight, <laughs> eight and eight going into week 17. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got all these other sports trying to, to create ways to make their regular season games more compelling. And then you over here, Right, you've got this this juxtaposition with college football. It's like, yeah, we don't give a shit about that. Like, it is not even a consideration because every decision that is made regarding the the structure of college football for probably I would say like ten years has made the the sport overall and in most cases the regular season in particular worse. Yeah, I would tend to agree. They they basically want to make it just like March Madness, you know, to where the regular season is like, eh, I'll watch it, but if we lose, I really don't care. Um, you know, I'm not going to pay much attention until December when it really matters. Yeah, and that's what's weird to me because, like, college basketball fans, they don't turn on the TV in February. Like, no. they're watching college basketball the whole way through, right? So it's a, a lot of the stuff feels like it's catering to – the real most casual viewer possible at the expense of the people who truly love the sport. Like we don't, you know, and I get it right. Like 
guys like you and me, we're going to watch anyways. Sure. They don't need to dress it up for us. They already know that they're getting our eyes. Yeah. Um, so I kind of get it, but it's still, it's, it almost feels like insulting. Like <laughs> I've been watching this for almost 40 years now. Yeah. And now it's like, you're, you're so intent on changing it to make it what someone else wants to be right. Some other type of person who, and I guess I hope it works and I still like it and then everybody wins, but I don't, it doesn't feel like that's where it's headed. No. And I've said it multiple times, this college football playoff system, uh, shout out to Josh Pate because he said it the best, a bunch of suits made you think that college football playoff was the only way to inject oxygen into the sport. And Mm -hmm. it was all a big money ploy and you all fell for it. Whereas there's a whole lot of Kool-Aid drinking that's been happening for 10 years. Yeah. And whereas I have always been a proponent of the BCS, like I thought the BCS system got it right outside of two years out of its, its existence. Like the 04 year where Auburn went undefeated and didn't go in favor of Oklahoma. I felt like that was wrong. I thought Auburn was better. Oklahoma lost by 45. The rest is history. And the other year, I think it, I can't remember what year it was, but uh, Texas got left out in favor of Oklahoma. I think it was 08 when they had the same record and Texas had beat them. Yeah, head to head. Yeah. But, but because of when they lost, Mm-hmm. You know, Oklahoma beat Texas Tech and uh, Texas lost to Nebraska in like the same week, and Oklahoma ends up going. That's the only two instances out of the whatever 17, 18 years of the BCS ex- existence where I thought they got it wrong. And when they took it a step further, and instead of just the four major bowls, they added the BCS National Championship game in addition to the four major bowls. You know, the Fiesta, the Rose, the Sugar, and the whatever the other one was. And Peach, yeah. When they did that, I felt like we have a perfect system, as close to perfect as can be. You know, at, at this point, I've gotten to where the only way I feel like it could be relatively even close to perfect is if you took the human element completely out of ranking and just let the computer decide. And... We've seen that even recently in the Mountain West where they let a computer decide who their conference championship was. Yeah, who their second participant was going to be. Yeah, that's right. And it was Boise State, and Boise State went and fucking won when they were the second team. And they had like four losses, you know. So the computer obviously was right. You know, they, they said Boise State should be the second team. And Boise State goes and wins. And so... At this point, it's like if we're going to do this ridiculous 12, 14, 16 team playoff, like then we need to reduce the regular season. Like take out the trash games. I don't want to see Georgia versus Chattanooga. I don't want to see it. Just yeah, take I it already out. don't want to see it. Yeah, I already don't want to see it. But if we're going to go this, you know, like <laughs> the best example I can come up with who has the hardest schedule in America this year? Uh, Florida by Florida. mile. Florida by a mile. Okay. Now imagine navigating somehow if Billy Napier navigated that schedule with a 10 and two record, he has four more fucking games to play. Yeah. 
Well, the good news for him is if he navigates that schedule with a ten and two record, then I then that means Florida's at minimum one of the six best teams in the country. <laughs> yeah, sure, but it's like the hardest schedule known to man, and he would still have four more games to play. I just I I don't see it as I I just don't see it as a sustainable thing. If you're going to have twelve regular season games then you need to have less playoff games. If you're going to have four or five playoff rounds, you need to have less regular season games. Do it like Division Two does, where they have four rounds of playoffs, you know, but they only play 10 regular season games. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I could easily, I could go through every single Power Four team schedule and pick off a game that does not need to happen. Yeah, or two, minimum. Yeah. Yeah, so... I don't know. It the five seven model. I think it's completely just. It's complete horseshit. To to just put it lightly, it's just it sucks because they're going to just gift a group of five team a playoff spot, even though they don't deserve it, and they play trash competition all year. And though I appreciate the fact that going undefeated at any level is tough, or even going eleven one at any level is tough. If you're playing group of five competition all year, you don't deserve to be in a major college football playoff. You, you don't, you didn't play the same level of competition. So we're just going to like gift you that. And people who say, Oh, well it won't further devalue the regular season. Ask yourself this. What incentive is there to play a tough schedule? Outside of your conference, there is none. Why not just schedule four cupcakes and then go eight and one in your conference? And you know, you're, you're, you're sitting pretty, you're 11 and one or whatever with three easy ass wins. There's no incentive to go and play tough competition. Why? What for? We're just, it's extra work we don't need to do. So, I don't think there's any way that the regular season will ever return to what it was because under the BCS, the regular season, we had a playoff every week, every week mattered. And the reason I can say that is because I point back to 2011 Alabama versus LSU in the national championship. Okay. The last week it came down to either Alabama or Oklahoma state that was going to go and play LSU. Alabama's only loss was to LSU in the regular season. They lost by a field goal. Oklahoma State lost to Iowa State, who finished like four and eight that year. They lost to him in like week three. Gundy special. A Gundy special. Yes, exactly. Gundying harder than ever. Yep. Lost a game he had no business losing. Yep. And that game in week three or four, whatever it was, cost them a shot at a national title. And I think that's the way it should be. You should get penalized for losing to bad teams. And it shouldn't matter when you lose to them. Now, I I understand the argument of teams evolve as the year goes on. And they can get better. But you have to look at the whole body of work. You have to. So, Yeah, I don't know. I I almost felt like, especially this year, um, you know, I look at um, the game. I, I kind of view that as a playoff game. 
right? SEC championship game. That, that was a playoff game. You know, I hate yeah. to be the one to tell you, right? Pac-12, same thing. Um, so to me, and, and maybe, you know, I, I get that people might have other opinions, but it, you know, I, I think the four playoff team, right? The final product, I think that's enough because even getting there is a playoff within itself in a lot of cases, right? The teams fighting for those spots typically are playing other good teams who are also fighting for those spots. So yeah, used to be that way <laughs> for sure. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, other than, like you said, other than bragging rights, well, I don't know what Michigan, Ohio state really means anymore. Right. Because that, that might just be the first of three meetings that year. Yeah. Facts. I mean, so that's, that's what we would have run into this year. Possibly the first of three possible meetings, definitely two, but possibly three. I mean, so what do we, <laughs> I, it's ridiculous. I don't know. I, I don't want to keep dwelling on this and just keep yelling at the clouds. Ultimately, it's a 5-7 format now. We'll see how it shakes out. I'm sure the on-field product will still be relatively compelling. Yeah, uh, for the most part, I think the games will be fine, and there will be some aspects I like, like we said. But And they might even, you know, they might even luck into it sort of works out, right? Like they had a, a four-team playoff with five power conferences for 10 years before it really became an issue. Yeah. Uh, they could easily find themselves, you know, hey, uh, you know, USF happened to happen to be a team that is, you know, you could argue is is actually a top 12 team, right? And they go in, uh, <laughs> what are they, the American, I think, or the American or yeah. Conference yeah. USA. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe they're the group of five team, and and you can look at them and say, yeah, they you know they got it they got it rolling, right? They got a good roster, good coaching staff. The you know uh, they went twelve and one, won their conference, and if if we just took one through twelve, they would make it because we've got them as the eleventh best team. Maybe I disagree, but I okay, fine. Like my, well, my like worry you said, is you're going to get a three loss Mountain West team. <laughs> it doesn't belong on the field, right? right. In Ohio State or well, Tennessee. And ultimately, like you said, a, a group of five team is not going to win the national championship. So it doesn't matter. So, and that's my whole, like, just the reason why this stinks is because Liberty or Coastal Carolina or Boise State or USF or whoever the fuck you want to put in there from the group of five, they're not going to win the championship. Period. They're not. They have zero. With a capital Z, fucking chance to win a national championship. So why would you put them in there? I don't understand that. I, I don't get it. So that's my that's my last thing like that I have to say about this. It makes no sense that you would give an automatic bid to somebody who has zero chance to win it. I, I don't understand that. That that seems like a bad business model to me, which makes sense why they're already talking about changing it in two years. <laughs> so yeah, but I don't think that group of five automatic bid would go away in a future iteration. Probably not. They may get multiple bids at this point. Yeah. I don't know. Which makes less than no sense, but let's talk about something that we are going to enjoy. Yes. We talked about something we're dreading. Let's talk about something that we are looking forward to. Yes, indeed. And all the rage of Twitter right now, or X for all you kids who don't know what Twitter is. (laughs) 
all the <laughs> they're probably not the, listening to us especially pro- after that segment yeah probably not all the rage right now is that ea sports college football 25 is officially happening like it's coming man yeah. i never thought the day would come i've been a skeptic from day one and apparently eric it's coming out this summer and all 134 fbs teams will be in the game and contracts were sent out to players today that offer them $600 plus a copy of the game to be in the game and certain players, uh, you know, the, the bigger name guys, guys like Jalen Milrow or whoever, you know, Heisman candidates, well-known defensive stars, Nagurski winners, things like that. They will get extra NIL opportunities to promote the game on their social media. So all that being said, initial reactions, I know you're going to buy it just like I am. So, so yes, I hundred oh, percent. Um, now you talked about, you thought it would never come out. I'm still like, I'm optimistic, but I'm not going to truly believe it. I don't think until the controller is in my hand and my kids are at school and my wife is at work and the dog staring at me. Like, can we go outside please? And I'll be like, no, <laughs> we cannot because I need to take Hawaii. <laughs> to the playoffs. <laughs> to the playoffs. Oh, and then it'll be real. But no, um, the the six hundred dollar part. A lot of people kind of focused in on that aspect of it. Not like, hey, this game is that we've been wanting for ten years is coming back. Um, no, because six hundred dollars, like for ninety five percent of the college football players in this country that will be on the game. Great deal. They don't have to buy the game now and they're in it. That's awesome. And they, you know, they can take their girlfriend out to dinner, right? Like if you're the second string linebacker at UNLV, $600 is, is fuck. Yeah. I'll take 600 bucks and to be in this game. Yeah. Why yeah. not? You know, if, if you're Carson Beck, okay, I get it. That's, that's not probably an appropriate deal for you. And it sounds like they're going to work. Some of those guys are going to, work outside stuff and some guys it won't be enough and that's fine um i guess they just won't be in the game uh as is their right so well and guys like carson beck or jalen milrow or you know a caleb williams this year right they're already making or uh nico from tennessee they're yeah. already making millions of dollars so it's like what how much more do you really need you know i get it make your money where you can I understand that aspect. If I was a college football player and a future first round draft pick, I would want to make as much money as I possibly could. But however, like, am I just going to be the 1% that's like, no, fuck that game. I don't want to be in that game. And they're not paying me enough to be in it. No, I'm going to be like, yeah, dog, give me my 600 to give me my free copy of that. I I would think for the most part, a lot of 20 year old kids, right. Regardless of their NIL situation would be like, I'm I'm in a video game. Yeah, like, that's me. Yeah, I mean it, um, it's awesome. It really is. You know, I, I think different people would put a different price on that. And cool, uh, but you know, I, I hope it doesn't become some you know big movement, right? Where it, selfish reasons, obvious, but um, you know, where you get like eighty of the the top one hundred players in college football are like, no, that's not enough, right? And they're not in the game. Because it sounds like they're not going to give you the option to basically like create them. Yeah, it's a, it. It basically says that 
you won't be able to create players. So I suppose they will have like the names of the people who are opted out to where you Mm -hmm. can't create those named players. But I suppose I could create Malin Jilro (laughs) and, you know, and make, and make him my quarterback. And so there's a lot of potential lawsuits that could arise from this, but all in all, it's like Hunter said, EA is a, whatever it is, $34 billion company, you know, they, they have the money and better lawyers than all these kids have and all that kind of stuff. So if they're offering a fair market value to be in the game, because I mean, you're talking about upwards of 7 million bucks to have roughly 75 to 85 players per roster at $600 a pop on the game. I mean, that's 7 million, $8 million plus extra incentives for the big name guys. You're talking seven, eight, $10 million there. And I don't know that I would just turn down money or try to. Yeah. 7.2 million for, yeah. for 90 players at 134 schools, 600 per. So that's, yeah. that's like your floor. Right. Yeah. They're they're in for seven point two minimum. So yeah, I mean if they sell ten million copies at which I, I don't know if that's a realistic number or not. I don't know. Like you kind of look yeah, at I mean, like, like album sales back in the day, right? Like a like a Pearl Jam or a Dr. Dre or someone would go sell eight million records of a, a hit album. Yeah. Well, and something that surprised me about this game, speaking of all the players and being in it or not, no coaches are going to be in it. I was a little bit surprised by that. Like there's no real coaches in the game. That, that I hadn't heard up. that. That yeah. is weird. Yeah, I saw that today, that there will be no real coaches in it. They will not be real. Yeah, it, you know what? EA is probably like, man, we don't want to be pushing out updates every three days when these jackasses you know, bounce. And- right. <laughs> <laughs> That was my next point. I was like, you got to wonder if that's like because of the coaching schedule and the how bad. Like South Carolina lost two tight end coaches in the last 10 days. <laughs> like, you know, so. Yeah. And they replaced one of them with a head coach who had started bring practice. Yes. And so uh, I just crazy. want. Yeah, it's the college football schedule is broken. And yes. I know. I know all of the playoff and the conference realignment will be uh, adjustable in this game. And I think that's an interesting thing to it because you'll be able to adjust it maybe as the years go on. If you just want to keep the same game and you want to adjust it to a 17 or excuse me, 16 team playoff and you don't want to buy the model two years down the road. Sure. Go right ahead. Adjust it. But ultimately, if I'm going to play devil's advocate to myself here, because while I am excited about the game, I do expect it to have some sort of mode or way to include microtransactions, which is what, which is what video gaming is all about now making money, especially EA. They are in the business of making money. So I hope that doesn't dominate the game, but uh, yeah, like I, I mean, hopefully uh, they have some sort of format like um, I'm not a huge gamer. So I'll, I'll give you an old example, modern warfare Two. 
Yeah, the original Modern Warfare 2. Yes, like not, the, not the reissue from like 2019 or whatever, like the, yeah. the 07. Yeah, circa 2007 Modern Warfare 2. Right. Yes. So I can I can go play campaign mode. Uh, I could pick up at certain spots, right? Certain missions I like, skip the ones I don't. Um, I could play. They have kind of like a star system where you do off of kind of different uh different maps right different missions um you can do multiplayer obviously and that's where <laughs> the the microtransaction stuff really comes in because yeah pay uh, to pl- or pay to win yeah yeah so like i played modern warfare 2 like three weeks ago <laughs> like i fired up the, the i still have my ps3 still works still got controllers still got the wow. game i was like yeah let's party Damn, yeah, and, you still got it. You do you still have NCAA 14? You still have no, that game? No, I have very few. Uh, you know what? I might, and it would actually be more likely that one of the twins had it. I'll probably have to look and see. I haven't played that since probably 20, 2014. Um, <laughs> if you still you got know, like, it, you should sell it on eBay because you but, can get it like that, right? Where it's not strictly, because you know, a lot of video games coming out now is strictly multiplayer. There's no yeah. option for anything else. Um, and if yeah. you're not in multiplayer, right? Because I don't, last thing I want to do is pull up, you know, NCAA 25, hop online and get obliterated by some 13 year old in, uh, you know, in Wyoming or wherever. But that doesn't interest me. Um, you know, I want to take a team like Akron, right? Or Charlotte or FIU, or yes. Rice, you know, and I want to, hey, coming into the program, right, and I, I want to win a national title in three years. <laughs> yes. Um, Come in as the know, OC and get a job it. at Florida three yeah, years I wanna, later. I want to turn it on and, you know, play a couple of games, right, and over the course of a couple of weeks, right, play a season, cool, Um the part that I'm most interested to see is like if you say are the head coach at a Rice or a, a perfect example like a Maryland say mm-hmm. you, you you were the OC at Rice for two years and you lit up the scoreboard and now Maryland's offered you the head job and you're like fuck it I'll take the Maryland job and then your second string running back says I want two hundred thousand or I'm out like how right, are they like, going- like Maryland's reserve running back did yeah yes how are they going to include those aspects in the game? i don't know the the portal in nil um much like actual college football i think has a, has a real chance to kind of negatively impact the the end product in the video game like hopefully there's ideally for me right there'd be an option to just turn nil off Right. And not even have that be part of the equation. <laughs> yeah. Just turn it off. Right. Like, oh, okay, cool. Right. This, you know, my my sophomore quarterback had a great year. Well, I hate to tell you, right. But when you're in New Mexico, uh, that dude's gone. Yeah. And yeah. So uh, we'll see. I, I haven't heard like a specific, even a month, just summer. Um, so looking forward to it and be curious to see what they have in it and what they don't. Um, yeah, the last rumor I heard was July, sometime in July, which that 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 sort of coincides with the release back in the 2010s. It would come out, you know, late July, right? You know, roughly a few weeks before the season started. So that 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 all uh, 
pretty much line up with the historical releases of it. But I just, I don't know how they could possibly include all the bullshit that is going on right now. I feel like they'll have to eliminate some of it in order to make the game work because you, <laughs> there's no way that you could account for your offensive coordinator getting poached in February. You know, that th- there's just no way to account for that. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go, but I am excited that it's coming back. So, yeah, it was one of those like dangling carrots for a long time. They've been talking about it for two years. Yeah. Yeah. Longer than that, like almost three now. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. So Eric, what do we got on the docket for next week? Next week. Uh, currently we are scheduled to have a guest. And that guest is Josh McQuistian of Schooner's Sooner Scoop. Excuse me. Mm. forgot how to talk there for a second. They are, uh, I believe they're part of the Rivals Network, or maybe they moved. Um, and they know. were, but yeah, Sooner Scoop, uh, He's he was on last spring, super heavy uh, into kind of recruiting and, and what they're doing with the roster, players in, players out. Um, he was really kind of, Open our eyes to some stuff last year. Got us up to speed on what was going on there. So looking forward to it. Um, fun guy to talk to. He, uh, yeah, he I, went, gets- I went in on him a little hard at the beginning for those that missed the episode. Uh, a, a little, a little more forward than I intended initially, and I kind of, <laughs> kind of got you, carried away. You, you think? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I wanted to stick just to, Hey, here's the fat, right? Here's the numbers. And it listening after the fact, I was like, God damn, I'm probably lucky. He just didn't set down the headphones and hit leave studio. Right. Nah. Like, on, down there. Nah, it um, wasn't that bad. Some guys I mean, might've, uh, it wasn't the intent, but he was a good sport about it. Um, he, he is, he is not an Oklahoma fan who refuses to acknowledge that there's something Oklahoma might not do well, right. Or needs to improve on. Yeah. Uh, a lot of particularly guys who run fan sites get a little rose colored glasses. He, he really isn't. Uh, he was, he was very open last year about, yeah, that like we were ass on defense and here's what we need to do to get better. Here's why I think they will get a little bit better, but they still have a lot of ways to go here, you know, for instance. So uh, looking forward to that. And then I believe after that, are we talking Alabama? I think is next. Alabama or LSU? One of those two? Uh, yeah, one of those two. We've got some several guests lined up over the next few weeks. We were supposed to have Barrett Slee on this week, but from formerly from CBS, now uh, he's doing the covered and or smothered, smothered and covered, covered. Uh, podcast again. And we were supposed to have him on this week, but he he said he tore his knee up skiing. So. Shout out to Barrett. Hope your uh, hope your knee gets better. On he the was mend. Up, yeah, he was up in Colorado skiing, I guess, and tore his knee up. So uh, hope he feels okay. But several guests lined up over the next few weeks. We'll get uh, Mister Salee back on in the summer. Uh, we'll we'll work out that, and we're still going to work out something to get Cole Kublik back on the show. But uh, yeah. So we'll have some Oklahoma football news next week, uh, a little deep dive into OU this offseason, what's happening, and uh, it'll be interesting. First year in the SEC, yeah. a lot of big changes, and they definitely got the tougher draw uh, between them and Texas, I think. So, uh, I don't remember. I 
I know there was a clear difference, not not like super drastic, but noticeable difference schedule wise. I but it's been so long, I don't remember who's who. But in either case, I think both of them are going to experience a little more step up week to week from the Big Twelve. Yeah, it's about to be a, a new game, so we'll see what happens. But in the meantime. Uh, we appreciate you guys for sticking with us and listening. Uh, if you haven't click subscribe on YouTube and if you're uh, watching us on Twitter, go to our YouTube page and uh, click subscribe and, uh, we would appreciate that. And also if you're listening on podcast, feel free to leave us a five-star review. Uh, if you like the show, click that five stars. And if you want to ask us questions or anything like that, feel free to leave us a review. Tell us we suck. Or tell us how much you like the show. I don't care either way. It's fine. You want to hit one star and tell me that uh, Georgia is better than Alabama, feel free. Because I'll probably agree with you. But (laughs) nonetheless, you can follow me at JasonBailey47. You can follow Eric at Eric Mulhair. You can follow our other counterpart, Allie Pissarik at AlliePissarik19. Again, she's out with the flu. Hope you're feeling better soon, Allie. And uh, we will be back next week with you guys talking OU football with Josh McQuistian from Sooner Scoop. So see you guys then. Thank you very much. Have a great day.